we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host. Matthew. What's up, Eddie? I'm a little tired. Me too. (laughs) We went to go see the Batman last night. Which I really enjoyed. I definitely need to see it again when it's on HBO Max. (laughs) Not at midnight when it ends at 3.30 because that was ambitious. But I want to see it again. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the noir aspect of it was amazing. I loved... Everyone cast in it was fantastic, uh, much more grimy and gritty than some other uh, uh, iterations of Batman we've seen. It was spooky. In cinema. It, it was, was a little spook- spooky. It was I liked spooky. it. Robert Pattinson was good, and I'm usually not the biggest fan. Oh, I've been a fan since Twilight. You know, I'm a big Twilight. Oh, heart. no. See, Twilight, like, <laughs> maybe not a fan. Uh, him and Kristen Stewart have come a long way, this, especially this you know year. What? Let's just say that. No one gave them credit, and look where they are they've now. They've grown. They've matured like fine wines. Uh, really enjoyed it. And yeah, but we managed to pull together to bring you an episode this week to talk about this week. Uh, I mean, we're going to save New Jersey for the end because it was just so good this week. Juicy, juicy. And uh, we started the Salt Lake reunion this week. More on Amanda and Kyle with Summer House. Yeah, let's let's start with Summer House. Yeah, let's start with Summer House. Um, Yeah, let's just jump right into Amanda and Kyle. Well, first state of... Commanda. State of Commanda. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So I just want to say I have I think Paige is a fantastic friend. I think she Agreed. was a hundred percent in the right to bring this up. The way she was broken. I mean, I would want my friend to let me know if something like this was happening and these conversations were being had behind my back that I needed to know about to make sure that you know the future of my life is headed in the right trajectory because the fact that he said the only thing that they have in common up front sounds terrible that it's the only thing they have in common is lover boy. But then when you hear him explaining it being like everything's so focused on the work that we haven't had a chance to really be together in the last couple of years and yeah. really like grow that relationship in that sense, that makes more sense. But you know, when you're drunk and the way you say things, it comes out wrong, even though I think this conversation needed to be had. Mm-hmm. And I really loved all the girls really rallying around Amanda and being like Maya being like, you know what? Breaking up with my man was the hardest thing I ever did, but look where I am now. I'm so much happier. I'm in such a better place. I found myself. You need to figure out what's right for you, whether that's staying with Kyle or not. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a true testament to how great friends they all are, especially Paige. Because I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I wouldn't have peace of mind if I at least didn't get, say my piece before they make vows and can't go back from that. Yeah. And I'm hoping this is the come to Jesus moment for both Amanda and Kyle to do whatever magic they need to do to get ready for this wedding in two months. Like maybe this is the turning point where things start to really improve and the wedding that we know is coming makes sense. Cause I'm yeah. still very trepidatious. So very nervous for them, but I'm very happy that the girls spoke up. Even Danielle, who I thought was being a little shady, but I do think she genuinely wants them to be happy. And she just is caught between a rock and a hard place. And she's yeah. friends with both of them. Uh, other than that, though, nothing really happened on Summer House this week. Again, the focus has been on Kyle and Amanda, and I, I again, I love watching it. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I hope that we see more from the other people. 
Um, I'm still not on board with Craig. Um, I'm still team Andrea. I get that, you know, Andrea might not be the right person for Paige, but I, I doesn't make me believe that Craig is any better. And I think it's super unfair that he has all these double standards about Paige and what she does with other people when he is flirting and dating and sleeping with all other kinds of women all over the country when he's not with her at the summer house. So I'm glad. I, I just felt bad when she cried in the closet in her bedroom with Ciara and Maya because she doesn't deserve that. And Craig, I hope, does a mea culpa at some point. I think Craig, I think we're going to see a turnaround from Craig. And there's also rumors that Andrea has been dating someone this entire summer as well. Yeah, you told me that it made me very sad. Outside of the summer house, <laughs> which he's saying isn't true. But I don't see him being one that's a one woman man. But I'm being 100% I, real. I, I, that's fair. I will accept that possibility. However, I just, there's, there's this really, I, I really hope that as we all grow older as people, we get out of this toxic mentality of, you know, when Paige was sitting there and saying, oh, you know, Craig, like, you know, seeing him really jealous and seeing him be, you know, really upset about me and Andrea, just showing me that he really cares. It's like, mm, no, like him gaslighting you and him trying to make it seem like there's an equivalency between what you're doing with Andrea and what he's doing with Kristen Cavallari. Like it's just toxic thinking. It's super, yeah, super ridiculous. It's not great. I, I just want Paige to like him for the right reasons. And I think, and I think she will. And I think she does, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll have to see. I do want to say though, I always like seeing the cast outside of the house in New York city. So I liked when they came together for Kyle's birthday. It was interesting to see Everett on our screens again, Lindsay's ex-boyfriend. Right, because again, I came to Summer House late, so I don't really know See, the whole Lindsay and Everett saga. I only know through, like, folklore. So I just don't... I, I, I was in Everett and Lindsay's apartment. I know. I had Rosé with Lindsay in that apartment when he was out of town for something, but I saw where, I saw where they lived together. Uh, he also did send us shirts back in the day for Heal Our Heroes, which is a foundation he does. But it's good to see him doing well. Um, his social media presence is interesting sometimes to say the least. And I will, I will say that, but I, you know, it's good to see them be friends and really be in a secure, nice spot with each other. Seeing I, all kinds of growth from Lindsay is always great. It's, you I, know? I love her. I I, she too. just grows bigger and better every year. I'm really excited to see how her relationship with Craig evolves. I know we're not going to see it towards the end until towards the end of the season, but it's always good to see just her, her thriving, I also want to bring up, of course, Kyle had to bring up the issues that he had with the entire group at his birthday dinner during his birthday speech. And Amanda's like, it's your birthday, honey. It's your birthday. Yeah, like, let's, let's not cool. do this here. And he just, he's just very, you can tell he's very insecure about himself and about where the relationship is. And I think that hearing that the women were talking about him and kind of reporting back to Amanda really got in his brain. Yeah. I think I, you know, I think for the most part he wants to do better and be better, but I, there's just a little tiny part of his insecurity that just has to kind of fight back a little bit and push back. And I think that he would be better to just own his part and what yeah. he's doing in this relationship. Otherwise, he's gonna lose Amanda, even if they are already married. Like again, I'm very, I'm, I keep saying it, I'm very nervous for that reunion that's coming down the pike. It's it's gonna be interesting for sure. Speaking of reunions, should we, we get into Salt Lake City? Let's do it. Okay, I saw something online, and I have to agree with it, and I'm just going to start it with this before we get anywhere. We've got a woman running a cult, a straight-up internet racist, and someone who has defrauded, uh, allegedly, sorry, defrauded elderly people on through her scam company, yet Lisa Barlow is the, is the villain of the season. 
It really, it, it, really, it is really <laughs> funny that that is the narrative that's playing out in the reunion. Like you could just tell from the get go that the women are, except for Jenny, the women are ready to come after Lisa. Yeah. I think their argument is that everyone else's BS is out on the table and Lisa has this air of I'm better than it. I'm better than everyone. I live up here. You live down here. Again, this is what the perspective. I think yeah. again, this is what they're. And I don't necessarily agree with this. I'm yeah. Cool I'm, it. <laughs> Calm down. I can see you firing up over there. <laughs> I just I think that's where She's the other starting. women are coming from. Like Lisa won't own thoroughly who she is and what she says and what she does. Which I want to say, I think those women are projecting. I don't think, I truly don't think Lisa I don't think Whitney and Heather way. are. I think that Meredith he- and Jenny okay. and Jen are. I don't necessarily think that Whitney and Heather are. I think Wither, uh, Wither, I think Heather and Whitney um, live pretty authentically and are pretty honest about who they are. I did get mad when Heather brought up the yacht thing where she's like, I actually went on an actual yacht and they have a real yacht and you rent your yacht. She's, like that was, she's definitely trying to have, she has an art. She has like a, like a Rolodex of hate that she's ready to dish out at least just to have some I don't fingers. like seeing that side of Heather. I agree. I don't either. Um, I think that Lisa gets herself in trouble because she doesn't remember that she's on a reality TV show and that, everyone no matter who she says to whom it's gonna get back to the women yes and i think that she's getting nailed for all of this undercover stuff that she's saying mm-hmm. with that said i still am you know having a lot of empathy for her because i agree she's getting nailed as if she's just as bad as mary or jen or jenny and that is very unfair i really thought about you when immediately from the get-go you could just see that Meredith and Jen, they've watched the season over. They've realized how bad they've come off and how bad their feud has come off. And they are both ready to put their guns down and have a huge, huge, I'm so sorry, cry fest. And Meredith turning on the actor, uh, turning on the waterworks and pretending like she went through all this stuff that she didn't feel like she could share on camera, even though she's a reality TV star, that that was a huge indicator of why she behaved the way she did. And Jen is so willing to accept it because they both have calculated that it's better if we are friends than if we're enemies, it's better publicly, it's better image wise. And I have to say, I appreciate Lisa being, I'm sorry. Great. If you guys are making up, appreciate that, but let's not rewrite history here. Like this isn't fair. Like, if we're going to play this game, then I should be able to this horrible moment I had on camera with Meredith, where I went off and all of this just rage came out. Then that could, that should be erased as well. Exactly. Which I had to say, I was nodding and, and agreeing with Lisa. At that yeah. Point. Because if Meredith is so quick to forgive Jen for all of the stuff that she allegedly did, that she's been holding her grudge on for the entire season, she should be able to forgive her oldest friend yeah. for a drunken, yeah, you know, a hot mic now, moment. I, I agree. Or I not necessarily agree, but I understand why it maybe hurt Meredith more mm-hmm. that Lisa said those yeah. things because they're closer. And but they the have bridge should be friendship. easier to mend. I agree. I agree. This um, is why I think. I, this is why I think Meredith is fake. She's a phony. She's a poser. She yes. f's everyone in the Upper East Side. I, She's a whore. I, <laughs> I I agree that Meredith's phoniness was even more. You know, it's on display. On display. Oh, you'll where'd it go? A little, little Melissa Gorga. Little Melissa Gorga connection. Um. Again, I love Heather and Whitney. Um. Whitney, when she hasn't had a drink, is really sharp, and I I think we've seen that. I'll, I also uh, want to say I was proud of her for owning up to being, uh, partly for being a shit stirrer. But she's like, I think Lisa s- spreads it and I, I keep it going. I or take what the baton. Yeah, I take the baton. Um, 
But on that note, again, I love Heather, but I, I'm so glad that Lisa and Whitney looked at her like, did you smoke something before you came in here? When Heather was like, I'm sad Mary's not here. Like, I thought she had some amazing, insightful things to say in her confessionals. And I think she's spot on a lot of stuff. And I love that Whitney and, and, and Lisa were both very immediately being like, she had moments. She had moments where she was right, but otherwise she was a terror and ripped people apart and called me a whore, your best friend, uh, Heather. Uh, that's Whitney. And uh, I, I'm glad that, yeah, I think Heather gets, I think Heather kind of overplays her hand. She did it last reunion mm-hmm. and she's doing it again here. I, I think she overplays her hand and tries to um, kind of come out on top and she just, she comes ready to fight when there's not necessarily a fight to be had just yet. Yes, I, I agree. I think, I think that's one of her weakest points of character, if I must say so myself. Yes. Um, I'm nervous for what's to come with Lisa next episode. Um, I think Jen, it's so funny. I, 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 even though Jen has allegedly done terrible things, I, I really like her and I'm really glad she's on the show and seeing her actually make up with Meredith from her point of view, not Meredith, but I like seeing that shade of Jen not getting so reactive so quick. And, um, I thought she was being pretty diplomatic in terms of her perspective on like Lisa and Whitney's beef. Um, the only other thing I have to say is I think that it is super cringy watching Jenny this episode, listening to her talk about how she felt, um, the prejudice she felt from people and the stereotypes she felt from people based on her race and then what we now know that she has said about black people on social media. Yeah. I think it is, I think it just reaffirms that I think that Bravo made the right decision because this woman is a complete and utter contradiction of herself. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she's a great person. I also think Mary should have been there to be able to defend herself. I felt like, you know, them talking about her without her there also was in, in a way injustice to Mary. I think, Everyone who's spoken about on the show should have their chance, but she also forfeited that by not showing That's up. That's the thing is I go back so, to Meredith forfeited her right. Uh, or sorry, Mary forfeited her right to, um, you know, have a say in any of that because she just didn't show up. Um, and I, it's, oh, it makes me so mad because I really want her to speak up about what's going on in her church. All of the rumors that have been, all the speculation, I would really love to get some clarity on it. And I don't think that Mary wants to own any of that. And I don't think she wants to own any of the horrible things that she said about the women. I think that she just wasn't built for reality TV. And she thought that she could hide in her closet and get away with that. Because that's what she did season one. And that's just not how the game is played here. No. Um, I'm not going to miss Jenny. I'm going to miss Mary. But I think we can live without her. Yeah, I, th- I saw photos. There's going to be a woman on that's going to join the cast. And it looks like she's friends with Jen and Lisa. Oh. And she auditioned season one but didn't make it. And she's friends with all the ladies like Heather and stuff like that because of the filming on season one. They went on trips together. But she didn't get passed on to keep continuing. Right. But she's getting a second chance now. And I'm still I'm still rooting for Angie. Angie and I'm still rooting bring for back Dre. Angie. Uh, Dre won't do it, but I would I love know, to see Dre. But those two ladies I'm rooting for. We also do want to do a quick update. So uh, Jen Shaw's trial was supposed to begin this month in March. In like a week and a half. And it's been pushed to July. Which so makes me want to cry. Peep, so I think we're going to see her on season four. I think this just locked her in for season four as well. But now do we think that the date getting pushed back is good for her or bad for her? I, I'm not a legal expert. I no, have no I know. idea. We're not experts on fucking anything except for 
reality TV on Bravo, but like, do you, I don't know what you think. I don't think it looks good. I don't think it's not her fault. Is it? I mean, well, see, that's the thing is that like, I feel like when things get pushed back, part of me feels like when things get pushed back, even though I just said that it doesn't look good for her. When I really think about it, things get pushed back because they're not, they're not deemed vital, urgent. And so I feel like it might just get passed off and passed off and maybe she gets lucky and they go, ah, we'll give you a year probation. It could also be good for her because it could give her more time to develop her case and for her defense or, and get things going or, or the prosecution on the other end to like build their case and maybe more on the so. fl- Or maybe on the flip side, Stewart is giving them more and more and more well, information. Well, I think he was supposed to have his trial or be sentenced. Because he pled guilty. Yeah, I think he was getting his sentencing like yesterday or the day before. We need to look into that because... I, I could think, see him totally taking the fall and and out, I don't of, know. out, of, out of some ment- out of some psychotic. I, I, I love Jen Shaw like loyalty. I want to do it. I'm, of course, I wouldn't either. I, are you kidding me? I'm throwing you under the bus the second we get indicted, Eddie. Oh my <laughs> goodness! No, no, you would you would do it for no, me? No, I'm kidding. I'd be like, okay, where are the bodies and where do we need to bury? I'm like, let's I know. Just be, let's I just know. be honest. Um, shall we move on to, uh, the uh, West coast with the most? Yeah, we're flying through it. Sorry, y'all. It's just, it was a short week. I feel like it was a light week. I mean, speaking of which, uh, old lady gang, candy and the gang starts on Sunday. We will be covering it. So we're going to have more to talk about next week. I'm super excited. Matthew is very excited. for. I just love candy and I'm can't wait to just dive into this. I think it will be good. I'm, I'm interested to see what it brings us. Yes. We'll start covering it for sure. And we'll let you know. We'll, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go to OC. So OC, I thought was pretty good this week. I just love seeing this was this was a showcase of Heather Dubrow in all of her greatest forms. We had Heather Dubrow with Gina doing going through as fashionista and and home uh, home maven. <laughs> then we had relationship guru. Heather Dubrow bringing Jen and Ryan into the house. I love when I say Ryan because I feel like it's just so wild. <laughs> but Heather Dubrow was on full on full display this week, and she was firing on all cylinders. I, I absolutely agree. loved Again, her. I know people don't like her, uh, you know, sometimes because she can be a little narcissistic and be full of herself and kind of throw her money around. But you know what? I just think that there is a solid layer of kindness within her, and I think that she genuinely wants to help people and be a good girlfriend. Uh, as long as you're a good girlfriend to her. And I think like when she sat in Gina's room and helped her go through her closet and also just like gave her some good advice about what to do with the wedding dress. That means so that much to you. That was so sad. I know. And like Gina pro- being able to process that with someone like Heather, I think was great. And I being Jen's champion and like not wanting her to give up on her marriage and wanting to kind of bring her to a table of people. Like we've been all married for at least a decade or two or three and we've all been through it. And you know, I think it's you know important that you see that we've all been through uh, rough patches and we've all come out on the other side. I just I'm sorry, my love for Heather Debro grows with each episode. Let's let's talk about Heather and Gina's closet moment because it, there were so many moments that made me laugh. First, when Gina was like, "I'm sorry, I don't have a button," and Heather was like, "Can we get a tour of the house?" She's like, "Tour? I'm sorry, I don't have a button for champagne, so we're just gonna have to open it up here." And she's like crawling into like walls and pulling crawl spaces. And Heather's like, "I definitely think something's alive in that closet. Like <laughs> this is crazy." And she's like, "I feel like I'm in a college dorm." I was like, "Oh my god!" Gina's Heather. prom dress was wild. Well, I also wild. <laughs> I also loved when Heather was like, "Yeah, I don't think Gina's found her personal style yet, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna have to work on that." But I thought it was really sweet that she brought 
her a jacket, but why she had to bring it on a full clothing rack into the house for just two jackets on it was, I don't know. It's, it's so Heather Dubrow, but it made me giggle. I also want to bring up, this is not Heather Dubrow centric, but it is OC. We were back at the quiet woman once again yes. with Shannon and John Jansen. And I got to say, I love, John Jansen and Shannon Storms Bedore together because he is a ride or die for this woman. He's like, I love her being like, yeah. And so Gina was saying all this shit. He's like, I don't get Gina. I think she's so rude to you. That makes me so mad. I was like, can't we all just find a John Jansen who's literally just gonna be like, yeah, that that bitch is a bitch. Like I'm right there with you. She needs a man that will completely love her psychosis inside and out. And he he subscribes. No, he adores this woman and you can tell. And she is just so happy to find someone that actually cares and appreciates her for everything that she is good and bad. And like I said, Shannon is the right amount of cuckoo crazy that we need on Mm -hmm. a housewives franchise. Like Noella is too much. Ramona's too much. Mary Cosby. They, they, they push the limits too much. Shannon is just the, mm, just the right amount of cuckoo. That a franchise needs for drama to ensue. Um, Speaking of Noella, like what a stupid mini scene she had this week with her, her German friend uh, talking about uh, sweet James and their, their mediation. Speaking of sweet James. Oh my God. You have, I have some ground. Sweet, well, not boots on the ground. My mom. Hi mom. <laughs> she's, she's been upset that we haven't been talking about her. Oh, as well, much. we're going to give her a couple um, minutes right now. She texted me after being on the phone with me and she's like, is sweet James moved to Arizona? And I was like, I don't know why she's like, cause they're in Arizona right now. They're in Scottsdale visiting some of my cousins and they were going to go see, um, some spring training games. But as you know, MLB is on hold right now right. for, you know, some issues, but there's sweet James posters all around. She's like, I can't listen to the radio anymore. Cause every other commercial is sweet James, this sweet James, that he's everywhere here. And then she sent me a photo of a sweet James poster. So uh, my question is, has sweet James always been in Arizona? I, cause I just remember him from California because I've seen the posters. I've seen it all in the LA OC area myself, but I don't know if he's always been an Arizona lawyer as well. Is he nationwide? What's this? I what's wouldn't the be surprised if he picked up and moved his stuff elsewhere to get away from Noella and her crazy. I would not be surprised. And Arizona um, is, I think, physically a more conservative state. So he probably, it's probably a good, a good place to pick up and move. That's close to California. It kind of like, I got to be honest, like Arizona also is kind of very OC vibey as yeah, especially well. Like, um, was it Scottsdale? Yeah. I know Scottsdale is very much that vibe. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me. And again, like any, any way to get away from Noella. Yeah. Like, crazy Noella. She's crazy. Well, I also have to, one more thing to say about Noella before we move on, because I'm going to be honest. I, I went to the bathroom during the scene that she was having with her friend. Cause I was like, I do not need to listen to this. I don't subscribe, but she was on watch what happens live. And they asked her to respond to Tamara calling her the village idiot. And she said, well, I think it's weird you know, or it's, you know, coming from the original village idiot to call me the village idiot. And she needs to find a new gig. And Andy was like, just to be real, letting you know, Tamara did find a new gig. And I also did ask her the question about you. So like basically don't come after Tamara. Um, Tamara's also incredibly smart and calculated and psych- she's a businesswoman. Yeah. Like that's my say, say what you want about her, but Tamara's very sharp. And no, well, Noella has nothing to bring to her name. No, Tamara Tamara has cut fitness. Tamara would eviscerate you, Noella. Yeah. She's good to go. And she's got Eddie. Who do you have? 
Sweet nobody, bitch. Yeah, nobody. Uh, okay. But I guess, oh, are we going to talk about Jen? Uh, and Ryan? Mean? That's what I, I was about oh. to say. Yeah, I was like, let's uh, let's get to the kind of the heart of the matter here for this episode. Uh, look, was Jen wasted at that dinner? Absolutely. And yes. was it a good look? No, it was not. But if I was married to Ryan, would I be wasted most of the time? Unfortunately, probably. I... I I don't I, I I don't know how she is married to this man. I don't know how she can stay married to this man. He is emotionally unavailable. He is uh, not of this earth. He's an alien, uh, and he is just so cut off from her and from their life. He's so checked out. I I understand. You know, I I get why the couples maybe thought that he was shy or that he was reserved. He, I mean, that may be true, but he's also just. He could not want to get out of there faster. Also, did I get this right? Did she not go to Harvard to marry him? I think so. Is that what the story was? And it was like supposed to be like a cute story about like, I'm either going to Harvard, you marry me or I'm going to Harvard. Well, again, she wasn't really putting one plus one was not equaling two at that point. For yeah. her, she was this just, line is so good. Like this is the best wine oh I've ever had. I, can I get so, can you fill me up on this one? I it's mean, so she good. had four glasses of champagne, I think. And then like, I think two glasses of white and then a glass of red at that point. But I also like, want to say Heather was serving her every single glass that she could. She's like, you need to drink up. You no, need to drink. But, the, but no, but the champagne glasses before dinner. Okay. I think Jen was like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. And I don't think Heather was aware of that because the other people that were there were able to kind of keep it together. But again, I don't blame her. And I feel bad for Jen. I would want to get drunk, too, if I had to deal with Ryan and his um, napkin. That's what I was going to say. I would be the moment. (laughs) <laughs> my partner put a napkin bib in his shirt. I'd be like, three and, shots, please. And wasn't joking. And wasn't no, and trying was to be funny. Dead serious. Was dead serious. Doesn't want to get the one nice shirt room. Yeah, I loved when Heather was like, oh, so you, this is your only shirt and you want to make sure it's fine. It was like some Nike polo. It was but hilarious. I was like, I was with Terry Dubrow at the end of the episode being like, they're a goddamn mess. Like they are, they are a travesty. It, it's a it's a it's a walking talking car crash. I did I did love Heather being like, don't say that. She's like, please. I think the two of them could. Even it grossed me out when Terry and Ryan were were talking separately, and uh, Terry was like, yeah. So it, it seems like you know she kind of is the breadwinner, and you are you are you know you take you're, more you're, of the kids. you're the caretaker. Yeah. Like you guys are a great match. And he goes, oh, well, you should tell her that. It's like, um, no, maybe you should act well, like it more. I think and what he actually said was she's lucky to have found you. And she, he goes, yeah, you should let her know. Right. That. I, again, I think that it's, he's lucky to have her. She is a boss ass bitch and she does everything. And he just is, I feel like he's just coasting along shirtless, footless, not footless, but shoeless. And like I said, what is he doing? Well, it's sort of, it's sort of like the Kyle and Amanda situation. Oh, um, in terms of how Amanda and Jen are handling these situations, I get where they're at the point where they're like, I've done everything I can. And now I'm just waiting for you to pull up or shut up. Either you like commit to this and you give me what I need. Or like, I don't know what else we're going to do because I've been the one trying to like figure out a way to like out of this mess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as we've said many times before on this podcast, lots of couples come on the show to get divorced. I think that's where we're headed with Jen and with Ryan. And honestly, I think they would be great at co-parenting. 
and that's it. I don't well, think those co-parenting. Kids- so she would parent, and then he'd have a nanny at his house. No, again, I think that he does like take care of the kids a I lot. Know, I'm I'm being mean. Yeah, I think that he takes care of the kids a lot, and he is the main, um, you know, uh, babysitter Caretaker. as it were. And yes, they do have that extra hand on. Uh, they have the extra help on hand from time to time. But I think that they would be better served if they didn't live together and they just co-parented. But again, like, what do I, what do I know? I'm just imagining him just living on a boat and like in the OC Harbor and that's just shirtless and shoeless, just chilling a every beach day. man. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Well, uh, let's wrap up with the best of the week. Yeah. New Jersey. New Jersey. A bloodbath. Yeah. A bloodbath has happened in New oh Jersey. Oh my God. It was, but like, I, I'm sorry, but this is, this is how I want my housewife shows to happen. I want them to be at each other's throats most of the time. And this was just no exception. Great episode. Uh, I, you know, I thought it was very brave of Jen and Bill to have people over. Uh, but Yikes! Uh, without Teresa there and with her storming off at the top of the episode, I if I were Jen, I I may have been like, you know what? Let's maybe relocate. Let's find another place to do this because I'm I, I'm kind of you know gonna be defenseless here. But uh, it was the perfect setting for you know World War Three to break out. Well, when Teresa and Louis show up, I had to say kudos to Tiki Barber's wife. What's her name again? Tracy. For being like, do we address the elephant in the room? And Teresa's like, she's learning quick. And Teresa's like, what? What are you guys talking about? What are you talking about? She is picking up real quick. I really like the two, the the Tiki and Tracy. Yeah, they're a great couple. I think we're gonna. I hope we get to see more of them. But and I gotta say, Teresa, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, she still went off this episode, but I am impressed how she was able to keep her cool a little bit longer than usual. She was like, if you guys have something to say to me, like I would like you to address it now. Like usually she would come in pissed and ready to cut throats, but she kind of let it simmer for five extra minutes, which I appreciated. I'm, I'm sorry. First of all, she thinks everyone should just be happy for her and just ignore everything else in the world, which is no way to be. No, no, no. I'm just talking about her initial reaction. Okay. You're, okay. Com- you're completely correct. Uh, she and Jen live in two huge glass houses and, believe in double standards that should not exist. Okay. But it is shady as hell for Teresa to be like, Louis, you shouldn't answer. I don't need you to answer. You're on camera. And like, even both of them kind of being like, we can't talk right now. There's cameras here. What are they hiding? And also Louis is lying. And I love that Marge straight up brought out and she's like, okay, no, you saying it was, a proposal video, but I thought it was a breakup or March and Jackie both said, that's not like, what you said on the video. What's going on? What's happening? Like, this is all a lie. This warrior program seems weird. The fact that he got a tattoo for the warrior program, it's giving me Nixian vibes. Like well, what is, didn't he say he started it with a friend? No, his friend started it. And he, oh, I, like, thought, I thought he said he and a friend started it. Oh, I do not think Which, he started it. I mean, but you do know he is now under fire because he had a company much like what Jen Shaw had. He has like an MLM thing that like right, which is now people. well they're now like look it's being looked into. Yeah, is what I heard. But yeah, it just Teresa and Louis' dynamic was very disturbing. Like you're right, Teresa just was like you don't have to answer them. Like don't she was like a lawyer being like don't answer that, don't answer that. And then Louis kind of the way he talked to her bothered me. Like do you want, I'm gonna do I need to leave? She's never gonna learn if I don't leave. You know like just ugh. The way that he was talking to her, super, super gross. And then to look at Marge and go, there's nothing you could do that would ever intimidate me. And Marge is like, I'm not. I'm genuinely not. Like, what you two don't understand is that you two signed up for this. You're in the public eye. And when this shit like this comes out, 
no, you do you two are not the only ones that get asked about this. We all do. Yeah. And the fact that it's been six weeks at this point and you guys haven't addressed it, it's only made it worse. And all I'm asking you is just to explain it. Just explain what it is and we'll let it go. Also, I I I get why Joe called out Teresa for hanging out with Jen after Jen called him a crook and said all these things I'm on the so social media. That. I'm glad he did that. But then Teresa being like, well, you hang out with Marge and Marge is like, what the hell is going on here? What's the problem with me? And well, and I think, and then she brought, well, cause then Teresa brings up the Jen stuff and it's yeah. like, we cannot keep going around it's in circles. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Jen has to, take responsibility for the fact that she went after Marge and all the other women for all of this stuff that it turns out was going on in her own marriage. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, God, Bill Aiden, I, he's gross. He is disgusting. He literally, we sang pick- his praises years before. And now we're like this no. gross tool. He is disgusting. He picks up his drink and walks away and lets Jen just get eviscerated by these women, which she deserves it. But He's taking no responsibility. He has this half-drunken grimace on his face uh, every time they cut to him. And I just, I can't, I mean, and it leads me to believe that there's so many bigger, like there's so many more problems that are way in bigger that in that relationship. 100%. And I think that, I'm sorry, I'm going to just, I, I, this is all alleged, not confirmed, but in my gut, I believe that Bill's been cheating on Jen their entire marriage with multiple people. Yeah, I don't think this is this was just. I a don't think this thing. was a one-off ten years ago when it stopped magically when they had children. I think that it may have stopped for a while, but that I think Bill's been running a game around and Jen. We kn- and we know Jen has been has drinks a lot, and we know that Jen, uh, you know, and there's reasons for that. People don't just drink to drink. Like you're, you've got something hurting deep down if you're getting into that excess. We know from experience. Yeah, <laughs> but. It's, it's, it's sad to see. And I, I, you're the one who's starting that rumor, not me, but oh, I'm I can't ha- say I, I wouldn't will, be surprised. I will sign my name to that rumor right now. And all, and you know what? I'm sorry. Like, I don't think, I mean, people can disagree if they want, but I don't think that Melissa was charging at Jen. No. I think she was getting up and she was walking away and she was like, get out of my face. Like you're ridiculous. And then Jen took it too far by grabbing her hand. And if I, if I were Melissa, I would have gouged Jen's eyes out. You were all about gouging the eyes well, recently. Again, if I, I, have fan- I mean, if God forbid something, if someone grabbed fantasies. me or, or, you heard that here first, he has fantasies okay, of no, gouging I have, people's um, eyes out. You know, I imagine if someone were to attack me or like, you know, if I ever got abducted, my first instinct would be to go you straight to the eyes. You are 31 years old. I highly doubt you're going to be abducted. No, but you never know. You know, <laughs> you never know. Matthew's like walking down the street. Who's going to, who's going to kidnap me? Be prepared. I am. I'm the one who's prepared. Like a Boy Scout, like who, Scar and Who has Lion an King. earthquake Be kit prepared. in New York City? This guy right here. Is there going to be an earthquake in New York City? No, but I'm going to use it in case there's nuclear fallout. Oh, that's topical. Uh, but I also, again, I love Dolores, but she loves to play the both sides of the fence. She loves to just go where the wind blows her in terms of conflict. I mean, oh, the yeah. one person she really likes to stick it, stick it to all the time is Jackie. But I'm glad that Jackie was able to say... um. You know that what I said was in defense of Jen and was not meant to really dig at her husband, even though it was also a dig. But, like, let's not pretend that, like, I was being vicious. And I liked them showing the clip again of Jackie's exactly what she said. Yeah. And it wasn't vicious at all. I'm glad that it's going to be clarified. And I, I hope this gets brought up at the reunion and we should see the clip again. And Andy's like, no, Jen, she was sticking up for because you. Because no one is going after Bill. No one is holding his feet to the fire. It's all on Jen. And even though Jen is, um, you know her behavior is not, you know, disgusting. 
Bill is the one to be blamed for the genesis of all these problems. He's the one that decided to step out in his marriage. Yeah. And I wish that more people would say it. I'm also just loving that Tracy called out Teresa and Louie and said, you know what? If you're really family with Joe and Melissa, you stand up for them. You don't defend Jen. And this double standard bullshit needs to end. Yeah. And if Teresa doesn't like people like getting involved, then like she needs to not be on reality TV. That's their job as newcomers to come on and have an opinion. That's the same thing that happened with Jackie. When Jackie was new and had all these strong opinions, and Teresa was like, no, this is my show. Yeah. And it's not anymore. It's not. All of these women are formidable and they're all bringing something to the table. And, you know, eventually we're not going to need Teresa as much as I love her and want her to be on the show for as long as possible. Like it's not Teresa's show anymore. It was for a couple years, but it's now like we've got a star cast. We've got some good people there. I, I do think people would disagree with you that it's not Teresa's show. I still think it is all surrounded around Teresa and her drama. I don't think, I don't really think we'd have much if, I mean, maybe we would have gen drama, but it wouldn't be as explosive without Teresa. I don't know. Again, love Teresa, yeah. but you know, I, I just, I hope that she, I mean, she's not gonna be able to, what am I saying? Like, I was like, I hope she can maybe see her, the error in her double standards, but like, she's not, she's going to hold fast to what she wants and what she believes in. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens next week. I mean, it's a, it's a great season of Jersey so far. I can't believe we're only like five or six episodes in and it's already this crazy. I know. We've got a long way to go with Jersey. I'm a thrilled. really long way they to haven't go. Even really, but like the Jersey shore, I don't really count as like a trip. Like I can't wait for like a trip where they all like fly somewhere to like oh, some, yeah. you know, island and you know, yeah, have we've out. got uh, no Beverly Hills is coming soon. They just filmed the intro for it. They're all of the ladies are wearing red. Ooh, I love it. So that will be really pretty to see. And we've got old lady gang coming. There was a rumor that we might be hearing something about Atlanta soon as well. well and we are still anxiously waiting for girls trip part two. Which, Andy even brought it up and watch what happens live last week that it's like the dates forthcoming. I'm sure it's going to be this summer. I'm sure it's going to be another summer premiere. Like we I can't had wait. With. I think it's going to be the best thing we've ever seen. It's going to be fantastic. And I can't wait to watch it. But I think we mentioned it all this week. It was a really quick week of an episode, yeah. but quick and dirty. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. But yeah, we mentioned it all. And yes, if you aren't already subscribe, wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google play music, iTunes, or Spotify. And right now our social media is actually under construction. Very exciting. Very exciting. As you know, we did have, um, uh, we had a, one social media and then we had another things will be changing again. If you were following before and you're like, what happened? You might be following, you might need to do a refollow, but we're getting all of our old content back that we had there. Some old videos of me doing some stuff. So get Very excited. Very excited. Um, so we'll keep you posted on that. We'll let you know when to follow because the follow will be coming soon. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, Matthew? Uh, no. Uh, just did you already say, uh, you know, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts? Was yeah, of course. That's Google what... Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. You said all that? I always say that. Oh, I didn't hear you. You just tuned me out. <laughs> Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.